hey, Jim, look around the room right now. Everyone is here because of you. The moment I heard those words, it changed everything for me. And yet it changed nothing because I truly am what I always felt I was. I'm the connector. That clarity is what brings me to you and what drives this show, the Remote Start Podcast. Here, I connect my lifelong passion for bringing people together with my love of business and branding in hopes that these talks might better connect your community with what your company is all about. So let's figure out your brand. Let's figure out the target audience you want to serve and how we can use these two things to create an incredibly strong community for your business. I'm your host, Jim Doyon. Let's get something started. What is up, Remote Start Nation? I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Remote Start. In this episode, we're going to be talking with Kush Aru, co-founder of Forever Dope Media Group, which is one of South Florida's most recognized media studios. Today, Kush and I are going to be discussing how Forever Dope has had to evolve and change to continue to strive through hurricanes, COVID, and other challenges out of, out of his control. We're going to talk about how he's brought in the community. We're going to talk about building a brand, giving back, empowering others, and being a purpose-driven company. So without further ado, Kush, I want to welcome you to the Remote Start Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jen. What's up, everybody? Dude, I'm stoked, man. I, I've been following you on, on uh, LinkedIn, looking at your YouTube before we get into the business side of it, uh, let's talk to let's talk about your weight loss journey, man. This is exciting. This is cool. Yeah. So, uh, thanks. Um, about seven eight months ago, I stepped on the scale and I was like, "Wow, oh, babe, I weigh three hundred and sixty five pounds." And she's like, "And I was like, it's a pound for every day of the year." And um, I told myself I I had to get on a mission to lose all this weight by the time I hit forty. And my birthday is in a few days. I'll be 39, so I have, um, as of today, as of the recording, I'm officially down 65 pounds. So Congrats, um, man. I've been, I thank you, I've been documenting my journey. Um, it's resonating with people on Instagram, on YouTube, and even on LinkedIn. So I'm just grateful to, you know, be able to, I guess, I hate, I hate this term, but I guess influence others. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, dude, to be down that much already and to, to have your goal, what's your, what's your goal, your final goal? I want to get down to 200. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. I wish you the best. I'm here in your corner. Uh, and I'm going to keep following you on, on the social to, to follow along in your journey. So uh, let's jump in, man. Let's jump into the business side of things. What would you say in your business? What do you, what would you say that you're best at? Um, definitely sales and branding. They, for me, they go hand in hand. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the, I would say those two things is like my strong suit. Now, did you, as far as sales go, did you do sales before you started your own business or let's talk about that journey? Yeah, so I actually, I got a pretty cool story. Um, When I was 25, I went to work for this company that handles credit card debt. And, um, you know, I was 25, you're still young, but I had three kids and I was like, all right, I got to figure out how to make money, make money fast. And um, I went in, um, I interviewed, got the job. But like two months, I wasn't even there for three months. Um, three months in, I'll say, uh, I realized I don't want to be here. So I kicked my feet up on the desk and I was deciding to myself, am I going to walk out or am I going to tell them I, I, I'm giving my two weeks notice? And I thought to myself, you know what? I, I'm just going to quit. 
Well, this gentleman walks in. He goes, what's wrong with you? And I was like, this place is shit. And he goes, excuse me? And I was like, it sucks in here. He goes, do you know who I am? And I said, no. He goes, I own this company. I said, your company sucks. He goes, come on into the office. And I said, all right. He calls the, the district manager and the office manager. And he goes, listen to what he said. He goes, what'd you say? And I said, the office sucks. And, you know, the DM got upset. And he goes, how could you say that? And I was like, I have no reason to lie to you. Look over there. Those cubicles, people go there to die. I said, that's not me. I'm not a pencil pusher. And he goes, so what do you want to do? And I said, I, I can sell anything. And um, he goes, would you be interested in starting a sales team? And I was like, like an entire team? He goes, yeah. I, I go, yeah, sure. He goes, pick somebody. I said, all right. Oh, Daryl. And he was like, perfect. And so we got tasked with um, creating a sales process, uh, come up with marketing for it, uh, implementation and execution. And, you know, at first, you know, we were young, 25. I think Daryl at that time was 26, 27, maybe max. And, um, man, it was like Wolf of Wall Street scaled down. Um, <laughs> we, we blew the business up really quick. And, um, it was it was a hell of a ride, and I'm grateful for it. So that's my sales side. Yeah, that's awesome. And so did that? Did you go from that job into starting your own business? No. So actually, I went from I went from there, and then uh, Paul, that's the gentleman's name. He said, um, "Hey, this is where I learned about critical mass and the importance of relationships." He says, "Guys, you guys are doing great. You're crushing it." He goes, "Well, these are all one and dones." And he's an old banker from Wall Street. I was like, what the hell's a one and done? He goes, these people are only sending us one client. And I was like, oh, I said, okay, I got you. I said, hey, I want to start a relationship department. And that's where everything really blows up because I became borderline obsessive with human behavior. And um, we built a team. When we started, it was just us two. And by the time we left, it was uh, 15 of us. And um, the marketing material, the follow-up, the traveling, just to make sure that these businesses are being maintained, these accounts, right? And that's where I fell in love with human behavior, marketing, because we had to come up with that ourselves. We didn't have yeah. capital to outsource and, hey, we need, no. We were just literally smiling down. And so um, kind of to fast forward through that, after years of that, my passion just kind of fizzed out. And my passion was always music. Um, and my wife, just graduated with her master's degree and she was like you got to go to school for music and I was like not gonna happen said I don't have anything more than a high school education and I'm making good money I'm happy and she's like but you're miserable and I was like okay she's like do it so I went worked in some of the big studios down in Miami um I saw the landscape changing came back to Palm Beach met my business partner and we launched Forever Dope that's awesome man yeah. what did it take so you're, you're down, you're learning. Was it one thing that, like, did you know you were going to do this for yourself or was it just something that happened? Like, how did, how did that, assist, uh, that process work? So I'm big on writing my, my goals and plans down. Um, for, I guess you could call it like an affirmation, but I don't look at it like that. I look at it as more of a roadmap. This is what I need. This is what I need to do for myself. How do I get to it? And so I, right. I had this long list of things. I still, it's on my phone. I still carry it around because there's certain things on that list that I haven't checked off yet. Um, but I met my partner, we were talking and 
it was just sheer coincidence. He was like, what do you think it would take to open up a studio? I was like, so what are you talking about? He's like, like capital. And I was like, I mean, we could do it for, with a shoestring budget. He's like, I said, I, I went to school for this. And I have some incredible mentors who are incredibly resourceful. And um, man, we opened up with, with 30,000 shoestring budget. And awesome. uh, I literally came up with the name Forever Dope. I fell asleep. We couldn't land on a name. I fell asleep and I woke up and I was like, Forever Dope. Forever Dope. You know, we're, we're young. I don't know how old you are, but you look like a young guy. You know, our generation is the hip hop generation. So, yep. dope I'm for the young. By the way, forty two. Like, you're young, yeah. Dope for the older <laughs> Mac and stuff like that. But yeah. dope for cool and forever is like forever. So we're like something that outlives us forever, and that we landed on that, and it was from I there. I love that we, name. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And and our slogan is actually outwork everyone, remain dope. Awesome. So, so yeah, let's tell tell the remote star nation what is forever dope. So Forever Dope, we're, uh, we're technically structured as a media group, um, but our focus is the music industry. And what we wanted to do is bring up the principles that I learned down at the big studio. So quality, structured, and environment, um, and provided to the creatives here in our city. And the reason we structured as a media group is because anyone who has a friend or a family member who is uh, either a musician, singer, songwriter, knows that that's the hardest demographic to serve. They're called struggling musician for a reason. Um, so, but the last five years, thankfully, we've, we've been able to remain open just on our sheer efforts with the local arts community and the creatives. Um, so we basically just provide, you know, studio services to creatives around here um, without having to pay Miami prices. So... Nice. We're, we're like the new standard in the city. Now let's talk about that for a minute because it's, I, I mean, Miami, you've been through hurricanes. You, you had a, you have a business model where people come in to record. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that have changed that you've had to work around the last couple of years in your area. I mean, yeah. obviously COVID everywhere, but for, for the hurricanes and, and getting hit like you did, like, you know, what are some of the ways that you've, you've, you know, gone past and, and succeeded even though those, uh, that was thrown your way? Uh, I would say uh, pounding the pavement. Um, it, it, for anyone who bootstraps a business, um, anyone who's familiar with that process knows that when it's good, it's good. And when it's down, you're down. But yeah. you, that's when you're down in the trenches, that's when you have to just keep your hand on the till and keep working. So our, our year one is when a hurricane hit us and we had to close for, I don't know, like two, three months. And um, that was crucial because we're bra we're brick and mortar, right? Um, if, as if revenue's not coming in and we still have to, you know, send money out, then it kind of puts us in a tough spot. So you know, we went to traditional uh, marketing medium. So we printed up flyers, just handing out flyers. I'm a marketing. I don't like to tilt myself as a marketing whiz, but I know a thing or two, and so I started implementing some stuff for our our business. And before you know it, like. It, it just grew and now the brand is bigger than us. And, uh, you know, COVID was another learning experience for us because how do you pivot when the world shuts down? Right. And I looked at my partner. I was like, we're a media group. He goes, yeah. And I was like, we need to start offering digital content assets to our, our clients. So we launched uh, artists and, <clears throat> excuse me, and producer interviews. 
songwriter interviews, uh, engineer interviews, DJ interviews. And on the grand scheme of things, it's like, it's just an interview. But when you brand it and you give it to them as uh, a, a digital asset that they can use, now your brand is growing. Because, right. hey, man, what do I got to do for an interview? Can I pay you? Will you travel? Can you come in? So it opens doors that and plant seeds that you don't know are being watered. So yeah. are you still doing some of those things now? Or now that it's back to normal, you, you're just back to the, the brick and mortar? So we did stop our, um, our I don't want to say stop. We slowed down our, um, our interview process because our, our purpose is changing again. Um, COVID almost took out my business partner. And so, um, and I, you know, I know there's people who say that and I'm not saying that to downplay it. But I'm saying like the doctor called us and said, make arrangements. He's not going to make it. And wow. so since then, um, both he and I have been exploring faith, um, him and his wife, me and my wife, and he's more faith driven now, which is cool. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of steering the ship in another direction as well, but more media focused because the thing with artists and creatives as a whole is is the vetting process is extremely cumbersome because you know everybody's doing something until it's actually time to verify right so i don't want to just create content for people who are doing this as a hobby and then it dies down and then you'll never hear from them i want to invest invest into people who are invested in in their talents or in their crafts or whatever the, whatever the uh, situation is. What's yeah, your I approach mean, to finding those clients? It's usually like word of mouth, you know, one yeah. tells two, two tells three, three tells four, and it just grows. And, uh, you know, right now, recently we had to uh, sort of trim down the team because we're going in another direction. And so right now our immediate focus isn't creating interviews. Um, what we talked about earlier, like my, my fitness content is getting traction. There's people who love it. It resonates with people. But we also do studio content. And that resonates with people because I think most studio owners or entrepreneurs think, um, great, I'm just doing it. But people need to know the journey. Like, you're not alone. Um, they, they need to understand, okay, you know, the toilet and they're, you're arguing with the city over a $1,500 bill because you have to explain to them you're not an aquarium, you're a media group. Stuff like that. Like This is real stuff that has occurred for us. And there, I'm sure there's other business owners who have experienced similar situations where it's just out of their control, but you have to figure out, okay, um, I got to keep my bookings up so I can keep, keep us beyond the float, but also in case something sets us back, we have enough to cover. So. It's it it's been trying, but I mean, like I said, knock on wood, we're we're here, we're we're moving forward, we're growing, and um, like I said, it's just it's an incredible experience. When you you said earlier, you think you know, branding and sales they go hand in hand. You know, with your brand, what are some of the things you've done that have helped you to get to the level you're at that maybe some of your competition is not? Um, slowed down we slowed down. Like there's an expression that I've heard several agile teams use before go fast and break things. Great. hundred percent. But when you're building a brand slow and steady, 
you know, the tortoise and the hare. That's how you won the race. The race. And um, we've, uh, we're intentional with the content we put out. I'm intentional with like our ad words. And um, it, it's incredible how many people don't use near me. How many people, oh, restaurants near me, studios near me. I use near me and capitalize off of it. And then um, the branding, it's, it's to a point now, our walls are, some of our walls are painted our signature orange where people like see the picture or they're on FaceTime with other people and they're like, yo, how did you get in there? Like, I thought they were invite only. And it's not that, it's just we offer a certain level of exclusivity and that's been translated through our branding and our the content putting out, so. That's really cool. I know community is huge with you and uh, community integration and you had talked about you know, you're, you're outside of Miami and you're in a place where it's more affordable. And how uh, talk to us about how you're integrating with the community you're in. Yeah. So, um, when I was a, a, a child, my brother, I have a twin brother, we went to the boys and girls club and, um, I still have some friends there, lifelong friendships that were forged at the boys and girls club. And, um, I've always known I didn't want to just be a small business owner. I wanted to do something that's more meaningful and I'm very purpose driven. And so two years ago, we partnered up with a local Boys and Girls Club here, actually three of them. And we were teaching the children about um, media services, um, how you can become a news broadcaster or clean audio and post-production, or you can run the studio, or you can open up a facility that's centered around media that involves graphic design, video, audio, post-production, pre-production. Like from A to Z, it's not just sports, the streets or, you know, religion. You can actually go get an education and in real life become whatever you want to be. You just don't let your dreams scare you no matter how big they are. You know, it's huge, man. That's so cool. Love the fact that you're giving back like that. That's that's so powerful. Thank you. What what neighborhood are you in? So we're um situated nestled right on the corner of 47th and Broadway. Um, we're, we're on the cusp of, of two, two cities, Riviera beach and West Palm beach. Traditionally, these cities have been at odds. Um, but lately the, the landscape is changing. I don't want to say lately, like within the last 20, 30 years, uh, but on the creative side, we, we have people coming in from all sides of the neighborhoods and there's a sense of like, okay, this is a safe space. We can create. It's not. It's not anything that where we have to worry about who's where hanging out here or there because, you know, the music industry brings on a lot of ugliness with it too. And so, um, you know, most, most, most guys that, that we record are really talented. You know, they just, sometimes they just don't think it's a real, uh, solution to, to make it, but you know, we're, we're, we're here, man. We're pumping. We love it. That's awesome. Do you think, being part of the community and submersing yourself in it and, and really having open arms to, you know, bring people in and help them out. You think that's helped to grow the brand? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know, uh, a couple of years ago when the protests were happening, our building specifically wasn't touched. And, uh, when we came to the, uh, to the neighborhood, you know, the neighbors around us were saying, no, we made sure nobody was touching the building. And, I'm I'm very big on you can't situate your your business in the middle of a neighborhood and just take, 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 take. You gotta give back. And 
I think, I think part of being a human and having a real human experience is being selfless when you have resources that other people just don't have. Right. So instead of gloating and walking around saying, Hey, I did this. It's the doors open, come in, come learn, come see, come touch, come feel, come smell. It's we pride ourselves on our rooms. You still have like a, what's that, that old expression called grand opening look daily, the gold look. So people walk in and it's the same as it was on the first day. So that's pretty cool. That is, man. That's really man. cool. And the fact that you're empowering others and, and giving back to the kids and giving back to the community, that's that's huge. And in your case, like you said, it 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 paid dividends where, you know, buildings are getting destroyed and 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 your building's untouched. And then the neighborhood was looking out for you because you look out for them. Absolutely. And and yeah, I don't I don't just gratitude. That's the only feeling I can think of or descriptive word that I can think of to express what I feel and what I think about those times, just gratitude. So what's in the future for Forever Dope? You, you've kind of hinted at some things. Uh, you, you're changing up. What can you share with us? Yeah, so um, last year I rebranded a, uh, a really big ammunition company um, and I got my taste of the Second Amendment space. Um, I am a, a gun owner. I am an advocate for Second Amendment, um, responsibly, of course. Um, and I realized that there wasn't a lot of like me in the space. And so I have an identical twin brother and I told my business partner, I want to diversify the space through representation. And um, I did that by uh, empowering some of the biggest uh, black social media influencers in that space. Um, And now for what we're doing on our our side is we're going to start creating content, not to be content creators, but to like, professional services. So uh, Spanish products reviews for some of the biggest companies. And right now we're just in the process of launching another site. It'll be under the umbrella of Forever Dope because we are the brick and mortar. We have, you know, a few studios in here and a green screen room and we have a, a light box for product photography. We, we you know, we're a, a self-contained machine. We do it all. Um, but that that particular thing really lit a fire under me because I mean growing up I mean I think every boy played with a toy gun a handgun or you know whatever and you just don't think there's always the two instances you're either a cop or you're a robber there's like no in between and I'm not a law enforcement officer I'm not a veteran and I'm not a hunter but I'm I like guns and I go shooting with my son so this next year and moving forward I'll be I'll be putting more time into like diversifying that space through representation. And that includes content, product reviews and everything A to Z. That's cool. So I know what, if, what would you say if, if there's one big takeaway today that you can give the remote star nation, something that, you know, you've seen and you you've overcome or something that's changed and, and you want to make sure that someone listening today doesn't make the same mistake or has an upper hand, what would, what would that advice be? I'm going to have to go with discipline. You got to go, got to go, got to be disciplined. Your, your dreams deserve discipline. Your business deserves discipline. Um, like I said earlier, when it's up, it's good. When it's down, it's, it's down. And you got to be disciplined through each, each of those uh, moments because 
you know, when you have a little bit more capital, you want to, oh, let's invest in the latest gear or let's invest in, you know, we do stuff like give back to our team. Like we'll give them bonuses or things of that nature. We'll do like team outings. But when it's down, it's like, all right, guys, we're, we're, we're working. And when I mean down, I mean like the fluctuations of things you can't control. Case in point, COVID, you know, like we literally can have more than five people to a room. So it's like, okay, well, we have five rooms. So how does that work for us? And the state of Florida was like, still five people under the, under the ceiling. Wow. And so like, oh, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, when it's down, it's down. You have to pivot. You have to be disciplined about it because if you constantly look up and, and you're comparing or, 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 you know, looking in other directions versus your end goal, you'll, you'll constantly fall short of where you need to be. Um, and just discipline, wake up, do the work, make your phone calls, establish those relationships, respond to those emails, do everything in your power you can to generate a new lead. Three new contacts a day is my theory. Let's talk, let's talk about that. Do you have a daily routine? Do you have something that you follow that you're disciplined on? hundred percent. I wake up every morning at 4.30 in the morning. Well, I'm in the gym from five to usually about 6.45. From there, I go home, shower, take my children to school. And then I'm here at the studio responding to emails, making phone calls. I try not to spend more than an hour on anything um, because I don't want to work myself to a point of like monotony. So if I give myself deadlines, like I have an hour to respond to, let's say 30 emails, or 40 emails or 10 emails or five, that's my time frame. Um, because there's also, there's content we're creating. There's our, our Google profile, our AdWords, our marketing, our partnerships here in the city that we're currently working on. Everything requires time and time is very valuable. So if I sit here all day and I'm just either hitting record or doing this or doing that for eight hours a day, I'm not really driving my business forward. And I am 100% an operator. I believe that I got to be here as much as I can within the capacity that I should function in. So if I'm not out of How would you say your work-life balance is? I know you talked about, obviously, you in that morning, you get up and you, you have that you time and get that done. And you spend the time taking your kids to school. Outside of that, do you shut it off at a certain time to go home and, and be with a fam? Or is it... Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So Sundays were, were closed hard. No, there's no exceptions. Um, but I, I'm usually out of here. So my kids get out of school at three o'clock. So for three hours, I'm the one who makes dinner because I'm a foodie at heart. Um, so we mandatory since the day my kids were born, non-negotiable, we eat family at or we eat dinner as a family. That's so awesome. that's really cool. Phones down. We just talk about how our day was and I really pour into my children the importance of face-to-face -face time because in the age of technology, you know, that, that old, look, look at how we are right now. It's, it's cool. I, I think if we hung out in person, it'd be a different experience, right? So Definitely. I, try, I try to plant seeds in my children to empower them for real-life relationships, ask real questions, put your phones down. And so the, you're, you're, the question you're, you're looking to have answered is yes, I do have a hard stop. Um, but then I come back and then I have another hard stop and then I'm home for the night. So absolutely. Work-life balance is good.
It's it's hard to find, but once you do, it's incredible. Yep. I I, I wish more people out there would understand the importance of it. Yeah. It look, man. I'm not gonna say I had it right the whole time because the first three years, I lived in this place. I was yeah. day and night. So and I think to that point too, like I think it comes in stages, right? And it's okay. I mean, yeah. I just for me personally, and if for Remote Star Nation, those of you that have listened from the start, like you know, like I started this podcast on the road as I was traveling for two years, and you know, I was in an RV with my with my kids and my wife, and as we traveled for for two years, we thought we saw 30, 37 states, and I was with them a ton. In fact, like I had to leave the RV to get work done because it was so so much, you know, my my personal my family time. And then now that we're we're settled down in Salt Lake, and I'm I'm really focused on building the brand to another level. They understand I'm not going to be there as much. I still every morning I'm a very similar schedule to you. I get up around four. I get my personal stuff done. By the time the kids are up, I'm making them breakfast. I'm helping them out the door. Yeah. And then it's back to it's back to work. And then same thing, man. They get out early and it's like, all right, cool. Let's 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 have some family time. And yeah. so I, I I think that's important. But there are days where I am working late still and grinding and they they get it. They understand. Yeah. Oh, yep. I think I think that's it's important the, to have. It's the ebbs and flow of being an entrepreneur. Right. right? It's not all exclusive, and especially who holds you accountable? Yourself, your family. Like, I got, I gotta. If if you're an operator, you have to be at your business. If yeah. you're, I'm a bit of, I'm both the operator and and the and the driver. Like, I I dream. Oh, this is what I want to do, and then I work it backwards until I can get to that point. Um, well, like my children, you know, they're teenagers now. When they were younger, it hurt them. Like, uh but you know, over the years. My son, my daughters, they've come in here and they've helped. I've showed them our, our systems or how we collect money or we've done several album packages for record labels and to see that relationship. And they're just like, in awe, and they're like, wow, like, because for them, I got to go get a job, right? Yeah. Somebody go get a job or the teenagers. Oh, I got to start working soon. And I always tell them, nah, man, you can do whatever you want to do. Huh? Right. You want my my wife is a uh LCSW a social worker. I'm like you can go that route if you want mental health or you can go my route and be whatever you want if you want to if you want to own a Burger King be the, the best damn Burger King franchisee that you can be own six of them if you want do whatever you want to do just be passionate about it so and it's cool that and and I'm like this this with my kids like. They know what I do. They're they're ingrained in what I do. I I make sure they know that. I tell them stories. I talk to them about the brand. They see, you know, the coolest thing ever when I own my clothing brand with my business partner, and we'd be somewhere, and and someone walks by with with a, a shirt on that, you know, our brand. And my kids, like, there's been times my daughter stopped people. She's like, my dad, that's my dad's company. I'm like, stop. They're like, embarrassed to me. You know, stop. But it's like, it's it's. It's cool to see because to your point, like there's not that things have changed. There's not that I have to go to college and then work nine to five and then come home and and then I see my family or I'm exhausted. And no, you can do whatever you want. And, and yep. social media and and the way that, you know, the web and everything is like there's opportunities out there to do what you want to do. 
And that's look, that's what I love about it. And, and you know what's cool? Like you just said something about how your your daughter recognized some of your uh, your merch out on the streets, and um, it, it made me think because I usually it's my son who comes with me to the studios, like the big studios down in Miami, because I want him to see like what I own here can be scaled up and bigger, and he's it's it's funny to see how people I walk into the studio and it's like. Oh, Kush, what's up? And he's like, he's like, damn, dad, everybody knows you. And I'm like, it's just from working. You just, right. you just work. You establish real relationships, meaningful ones. And before you know it, like your name is in rooms that, that you haven't even been in yet. And he's like, that's cool. So, you know, he's 16. So he's exploring like, oh, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? I'm like, kid, you got an entire lifetime to figure it out. You know, so. And I mean, look at your story. You were you're 25 yeah. when you started the sales thing, and yeah. you know, years later, you you started your own your own brand. So, yeah. you know, there's time. There's plenty of time. Yeah. Absolutely, 100. percent Well, Kush, it's been a pleasure, man. I I'm stoked to have you on. And you know, before we let you go, let uh, let the Remote Start Nation know where they can find you. And if if there's a musician, an artist out there that's listening, you know, tell tell them how to how to look you up and and get in. Absolutely. So our website is www.fdmgstudios. So the uh, acronym for Forever Dope Media Group. Uh, our Instagram is the at handle FDMG Studios. Same with our YouTube is Forever Dope. Um, my personal brand is Amazon Kush and Kush the Rue. That's where I'm tagging all my fitness and all my motivation stuff because I don't know if you've seen me on Instagram, but I'm constantly like, yo, you guys can do whatever the hell you put your mind to get out there and do it. And I don't do it like from an unrealistic standpoint. Like I'm, I get vulnerable on there too. I'm like, man, today's tough, but every day you got to keep going. So yep. Those are, those are our handles. Um, my, my business partner is Boombox Breezy. He's a producer. So if, if anybody wants to reach out to us, you know, we're more than open to uh, connect. Awesome. Thank you for that. And thanks again for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I got one more question for you. When you're working out, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, man. Lately, I've been listening to uh, modern disco. Modern disco? No way. Yeah. There's All like right. Pete Heller. Uh, he has a song called Big Love Remix. It's like super four on the floor. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good wake up music. <laughs> That's I'm after tomorrow, modern disco. Sure, yeah. search, search Spotify, Modern Disco Radio. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right, my man. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Have a, have a great rest of your day. And uh, yeah, man, we'll keep in touch. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. Absolutely. Remote Star Nation. I hope you learned as much as I did from Kush today. Hope you can put some of the value he dropped to work for you. Thank you for joining us. And remember, leave a comment, subscribe, but most importantly, share this episode with your community who you think could learn from what you heard here today. Until next time, go start something, start today, and build the lifestyle you desire by taking action. Well, we've come to the end of another episode. I want to thank you for allowing me to share my passion of bringing people together through business and branding in hopes to connect you with your community. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Woodward Movement, the leader in brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. Check out our remote start podcast.com for more episodes. 
and our social channels to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you build a strong community for your business. I'm Jim Doyon. Thank you for connecting.